Hello, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Program Showcase Podcast. In this series, we'll be meeting the founders and idea makers behind innovative Australian businesses, who with the expertise, funding and incentives of the Entrepreneur's Program are making big gains in their industries. This showcase series will focus on how the Entrepreneur's Program has helped these businesses grow, innovate and commercialise a clever idea or innovative product or service. Hello, I'm Alison Drower, and this is the Entrepreneurs Program Showcase Action on Waste. You know, it's been really intriguing to ask all of our showcase entrepreneurs about how they see themselves. And Ian Henderson, the founder and CEO of Australian Vinegar, is more than happy for everyone to know that he is a proud science geek that just happens to love food. He started out as a winemaker, but Ian rates being awarded a prestigious Churchill Scholarship to head to Europe and study vinegar making as his real sliding door moment. Ian says his company is all about being innovative, and for him, much begins with what others don't want. Fruit and veggies that are too big, too small or too ugly. Oh, and Ian is staunchly regional. He's based in Stanthorpe, about 200 k's west of Brisbane, and that works for him and the business just fine. The Entrepreneurs Program entered the Australian vinegar world when Ian needed it most, at the point where the business was really growing and he didn't want to lose his innovative edge. Ian Henderson, fantastic to be here in Stanthorpe at this amazing facility. How did a self-confessed science geek end up with a vinegar empire? It's a really long answer. Let me try to answer more than one question in this podcast. Um, I got a math science degree, um, started dating and ultimately married a girl whose father owned a winery. Uh, I was sick of IT, uh, moved to the country, made wine for a while and got this completely out of the blue random phone call one day from a friend in America who told me that she was starting a food import business and would I like to make vinegar for her to import into the US. I was bored, I had some spare time, I had some spare wine and I said, sure, why not? How hard could it be? Mm. It's mm. actually quite hard, but I didn't think it was going to be that hard, as hard as it actually is. Um, I found out later that she rang 50 wineries and 50 people she knew and everybody said, no, no, I'm a good winemaker, I'm not going to be seen as a vinegar maker. And I just saw the challenge in it. I thought this it this sounds like there's a bit of snobbery it, around it, that. It is. And we continue to get um, jokes made about us, I guess is probably the nicest way of saying it. People going, oh, you know, we just spoil wine or we're just bad winemakers. And I can tell you that no winemaker has ever neglected grapes to make wine. No cheesemaker neglects cream to make mm. cheese. Yogurt makers don't neglect milk and we don't neglect wine. We process vinegar. We're very specific about what we do. We're very targeted about what we do. Mm. And it took me probably two years to get that mindset that I don't neglect wine, I make vinegar. Anyway, I answered that phone call. Um, they were incredibly patient with me. It took me the best part of a year to get my first batch of vinegar out into the bottle, bottled by hand using mm. a siphon tube, <laughs> stuck labels on it by hand. <laughs> Packed up a small little, my first little tiny skid of, of vinegar and sent off to the US. Took it to the San Francisco Fancy Food Show, one of the biggest food shows yeah. in the world. And within six months, we were in two and a half thousand grocery stores across the US and we've never looked back. Um, it taught me something about innovation day one, which was finding a niche, a point of difference, something that's unique. And at that mm. time, we made not red wine vinegar, not Australian red wine vinegar. We made Australian Shiraz vinegar. Spanish make sherry vinegar, the French mm. make champagne vinegar, mm. Chinese make black vinegar, rice wine vinegar from Japan. 
None of those people can make Australian Shiraz vinegar. Mm. On a shelf, grocery store, unique, right price, we're off, never look back. Mm. Well, the first thing that we noticed is why here in Stanthorpe, okay, you've got that emotional attachment that you do have with, with the place, but was it tempting to sort of go and think about relocating to a metro centre? Uh, there's been times as we've done those step change increases in capacity that we've gone, should we stay here or should we move? Mm-hmm. Um, we now operate from four and a half thousand square metres of concrete. We've got an acre of concrete here. We've got two and a half thousand square metres of roof um, mm. and growing. Stage three starts in a, in a month's time. Um, we've looked to move, but to be honest, this is home. We like Stanthorpe. Logistically, it makes sense. So we're effectively at the junction of the Newell, New England and Cunningham Highways. So when the truck leaves here, it can go direct to Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne or Adelaide without passing through another city. We are Mm. at the junction of the highways, which is Mm. excellent. So logistically, it's great. Near our new uh, um, raw materials, uh, land is cheap. Uh, cost of doing business here is cheap. Um, and has that allowed you, you think, to actually move oh, faster and get ahead with, with we, your innovation? We, yeah. we could never have afforded mm. to start this business in a capital city. I mean, what's what's a hectare of land in uh, mm. a capital city industrial estate going to cost you? We couldn't yeah. afford it. We no. couldn't afford it. We simply couldn't afford to do this business in a capital mm. city. Um, but again, whilst waste is one of my personal passions, regional Australia is one of my passions. And I like to be... Uh, I like to tell as many people as I can that there is no reason you can't run a successful, large-scale, innovative exporting business from regional Australia. Trucks will bring you what you need. Internet will bring you what you need. I travel as I have to. Um, There's plenty of people, plenty of passion, plenty of infrastructure. Mm. Go to the regions. There is nothing that stops you doing big business in regional Australia. We're proof of that. Mm. Food waste in Australia. You hate food waste. Oh, I just hate waste in general. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's a cost to the economy of around $20 billion every year. Um, we throw away around th- away, um, around 3.1 million tonnes of food. Um, enough to make you cry, really, there, isn't it? I'll get you a tissue in a minute. Um, but, you know, really, what was your first project in that space of, of converting food waste into, into a product? Can you remember? Oh, look, we, for Christmas every year, um, our... Rare and special, thank you very much to the 100 people who make the biggest difference to our year, is we make a unique and special Christmas vinegar. We make about, we make 100 bottles a year, we hand etch them, we sign the bottles and we, we make a special Christmas card mm. and we give them out to 100 people. Every year we've made something different. We've never repeated a product. We've made apricot vinegar, honey vinegar, pumpkin balsamic one year. <laughs> pumpkin. Uh, we've done an orange vinegar. We've yeah. done a strawberry vinegar. Um, yeah. and we've done 10 of them now. And that was just done as a cool way of letting the food industry know that we can basically process anything. And then we realised after sort of six or seven years of doing this that we can make vinegar out of anything. Um, and we were using, you know, second grade apricots or, you know, gifted gifted mm. sort of, you know, mm. offcuts of things. Um, and we, I do a lot of business with other food manufacturers. So we supply small, medium, super large and and extremely large food manufacturers with vinegar for making pickles and chutneys and sauces and dressings. And I spend a lot of time travelling mm. to those processes and mm. working with their food technologists to develop products. And then I watch the waste that comes out of their factory. And this is the peels, the tops, the bottoms, the, the cuts, skins, the juices. Yeah. As you cut yeah. a beetroot, two drops of beetroot mm. juice come out, but you'd be amazed how much that adds up to. Um, it's the peel of the orange after you take the juice out of it. And I was just watching these enormous amounts of waste. I'm going, they look at it as waste. I look at it as wasted hydrocarbon. It's a sugar or a carb. 
uh, or, a, or a starch, something that I can malt, process, ferment and turn into something that's useful. And we're fermentation specialists. We do yeast and bacterial fermentation. Mm. So we started picking up beetroot juice and play with that. Um, we started dealing with um, the apple, the pressed apple mark after the juice is coming. out. Is, we can squeeze an apple one more time is what we've learned how to do and get more out of it. Um, we've worked with uh, strawberries. So last year during the strawberry scare uh, with the needles yeah, in the strawberries, the case, we went and yeah. rescued a couple of tonnes of strawberries off the ground, processed into a strawberry vinegar, um, uh, sold it and gave 100% of the sale proceeds to Food Bank. Uh, so they were able to then take the cash and go and get more wasted food out to people who needed it. So wow. um, we're, we're, we're science geeks who make food and we're fermentation scientists. So naturally we're just looking at wasted hydrocarbons and trying to turn them into either food, food ingredients or agricultural industrial chemicals mm. um, using nothing but vegetables and fruit and juices that were destined for the ground. Support and services offered under the Australian Government's Entrepreneur Program are free of charge for eligible individuals and businesses. To start with, the only investment is your time. To find out more, go to business.gov.au forward slash EP. When did you know that the time was right to reach out to the Entrepreneurs Program? What stage was your business at and, and where did you go first? Because you, you've had a few grants, haven't you, over the, over the years? Uh, yeah, we started yeah. off on the um, business, management? Business, business, business Growth, well, yeah, um, business Mentoring growth. for Growth Program, which is a state government program, which got us into the federal government program. Yeah. Um, I've been, I started off as a single man company and I was, for the first eight years of the company, I was a sole Proprietor. Mm. I was everything. I was the manufacturing, sales, accounting, the label the guy. Uh, look, that's great. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I still yeah. love it. I miss that in some some yeah. days. I miss being. But doing you're it still all. really hands on. I love it. No, and yeah, I. But I got yeah. great people, and yeah. and I, I truly do have processes and machinery here, and things that happen that I just literally don't know how to do anymore, and that's mm. great. They're so liberating to know that I have mm. people who I trust to do it and I don't need to know anymore. So when did you know it was time to bring some more people on board? As I started yeah. to employ people mm. and I could see that we were going somewhere, I realised I probably needed some guidance and everybody's accountable to somebody. Um, everyone's got a boss. Everyone's got a uh, – the Pope has got – everyone's got – you know, like <laughs> everyone's got someone who they're accountable to and in my business I had nobody I was accountable to. I needed a boss. So through the Mentoring for Growth program, um, we went and found and appointed a personal mentor for me. And his advice was go and get – and he's not a food industry mm. person at all. And his advice was go get some professional help. You're going somewhere. We needed governance. We needed strategy. We needed help with large-scale finance. So where was your weak spot at that stage <sighs> in, in the business? Keeping me between the rails. Mm. Um, I guess I get bored easy. Um, mm. Staying on track, uh, I think – too crazily and innovative sometimes. Um, I go looking for, I get excited by the bright lights and shiny things. And mm -hmm. my current business advisor, Mark, and my current mentor are both the same. They're both very happy to let me run wild and explore and come up with the crazy ideas. <laughs> but they're also very conscious of keeping between the rails because I have a dozen staff and their families who need to mm -hmm. get paid every second Friday. Mm -hmm. And the bank wants their money back. Mm -hmm. um, and there's debt to be paid and mm -hmm. taxes to be paid. So, we maintain core business and we run a good, solid, reliable, dependable, mm. well-governed business, but they give me the rubbery flexibility to go and explore innovative things. So so that's what the innovation program has done for me. It's mm. like it's a certain amount of money, certain amount of time, so I can spend money on innovation 
but it's my business advisor, Mark, whose job is to keep me inside the rails, mm. and he does a great job of that. Mm. And with that that grant for the Innovation Connections um, side of it, what did you do with the money? Like, where, where does it go in a physical sense? What do you do with it in a physical sense? Oh, uh, we went and employed a research scientist. Um, now, we had wow. two choices. We could have uh, spent the money and engaged a research in a university, but we elected to employ a researcher and embed, embed them here. And what did that give back for you? Uh, it gives a couple of things. It gives you, it stops me having to take people offline work to do research and development. So we're not, so we stay between the rails. Mm-hmm. Business still gets done. We don't have to put down tools from cash paying jobs mm. to go and experiment, explore. It gives you instant access to trying to solve or investigate crazy ideas. You know, we wake up and go, <laughs> What if this would happen? I wish I just had three hours to do a really quick desktop trial or a bit of yeah. desktop paperwork or a back of the envelope calculation. So having an in-house re- uh, researcher allows us to go and do that instantly. So that day we can go and spend three hours, see if it works, rule it out or, or proceed. Yeah. That's this mojo factor that I like. Um, and the other part that having a researcher as part of our team, PhD level researcher, is we are a science company. Research is part of who we are. Innovation is part of Mm. who we are. Everybody here works in innovation. Everyone here works in research. Research is part of the organisational structure. It's part of the fabric. It's part of the culture. And do you think innovation needs to be a critical part of the planning for any entrepreneur or just in certain sectors? This... Uh, I went on a um, Building Better Businesses seminar probably 10 years ago yeah. now. And they, um, the, the presenter was really quite um, – it, it was all about building a business that will stand the test of time. Mm. Those massive brands that have been around for a long time, those, those 50, 100-year-old brands, mm. that, the airlines, the banks, the, you know, yeah. the technology companies. Technos, yeah. And they said there's three things you have to do. You should always do service, you should always do efficiency and price, and you should always do innovation. And all those big companies – that stand the test of time, do all three, but the best ones hang their hat on one of them. And we had to decide, are we going to be the cheapest in the market, the highest service, or are we going to be the innovator? Mm. And we looked at vinegar and there there are cheap vinegar makers and there are full service vinegar makers, but no one was genuinely doing innovation in vinegar. That's our niche. We are the innovators in vinegar. And, and the world leaders in innovation in what we do. We, we truly do things here that no one else in the world that we know of does mm. in vinegar. Um, we're not the biggest vinegar maker in, in the world, but, man, we're pretty smart. Mm. And part of part of the process is having a business advisor like Mark Goldsmith, um, who's also from that, that food sector as well with massive amounts of experience. How important was for you two to actually um, connect um, with the vision that you have for Australian vinegar? I got very lucky to get Mark. And I know and the, what I like the most about the Entrepreneurs Program is it's, it's, it's quick and it's relatively easy to apply. It's, it's not on call, so it's not a periodic mm. grant like many are. This is open all the time. You apply, you qualify, you're in. Really easy. Yes, we get some money. Um, and we probably might have done a lot of this work anyway. Mm. The money just enables us to do it now. So it's fast. It was a quick turnaround. It's quick results. And again, enables to take people offline and dedicate time to it. So that's really what that gets us. Mm. Um, And what I like equally about the program is they hand select your advisor. So we got Mark. So Mark's got... I don't, want to, I don't know how old he is, 150 years worth of food <laughs> food manufacturing experience. Yeah. I'm sure it's not that much. But no. Mark's, Mark's got decades yeah. of 
food manufacturing business, mm. hands-on. He's actually he's a, he has qualifications in food manufacturing himself, but business management. He's worked at high levels of food businesses. He's dealt with HR, finance. So to employ someone of the caliber, I couldn't of Mark, afford to employ someone. You couldn't like have that. done it. No, no. And, and and not have the. So I get on tap advice when I need it. I have Mark's number on speed dial. We talk on the phone monthly, mm. if not more often. Uh, he's here on site with us mm. um, every month or so. Mm. Uh, for half a day or a day, um, and I know if I need him, I need him. Mm. Um, the We developed some really clever IP around this food waste and we know we wanted to pitch it to a, a, a business partner to help us develop and yeah. commercialise it, and a very large company, somebody who was much larger than us, and it was a, a daunting first meeting. <laughs> so I took Mark. Mark said, right. I will come with you. So, um, And I know that's not his job, but he was so keen to come with us. So, mm. And he brings that credibility. Oh, and I trust the, him. Uh, yeah, and, and he has that credibility you. and I trust his advice. Yeah. And if yeah. I need him to come with me, he will. If I need him to answer the phone call, he will. I ask yeah. him some simple things. I ask him complex things. Uh, has never not had time for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's some money that enables us to get some capacity, but it's the wisdom yeah. and the advice component, which I probably value the most. You don't have to do it alone. Working with an experienced business advisor or expert can help you solve business problems, connect you to funding, and grow your industry networks. Need an answer straight away? We're available from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday to Friday, so call 132846. How did you find the process of going through? Um, to, to get the, the going through that process of getting the grant and applying for the grant, did you I, find it difficult? Was it? I, for the first time in the history of my business career, I found working with government really easy in this regard. It was yeah. incredibly simple, straightforward. Uh, justify the quality of the company. We have credentials. We had growth. We 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 built ourselves up to a point where we were clearly worth investing in, and I and I get that. I don't. The government's not in the business of risking lots of money on no. <laughs> on startups, um, although that might be a separate. But that, 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 there are there are grants in that space. This is about we've proven ourselves to mm. a point we're ready to invest in you now. Mm. Um, it really wasn't that hard. I was surprised how easy it was and how easy it was to extend the grant into the second year was remarkably easy. Mm. We probably didn't really get the true benefits of this until we renewed and did our second year because the sec the first year. I guess we didn't know what we were doing. We had a particular project we wanted to explore and we spent a fair bit of time chasing down this one particular food waste program. Mm. But it's like anything. We started chasing apples and apple mark and trying to harvest more nutrition and nutrients from spent apples. Mm. And it it took us from apples to beetroot, beetroot to something else, something like that. And mm. we now have a commercialisation partner that is a thousand times larger than us. And we are off and we are so excited. And I would never have been able to get to that level of commercialisation if we hadn't just got some money and followed our nose. Mm. And we just did what good research is, which is research is all about acquiring new knowledge. It's only good – It's it, good knowledge is great, but it's only really worth something if you can actually turn it into something. So we've taken good knowledge and we're turning it into – New jobs, new people, new investment. We're going to spend, you know, mm. a couple of million dollars mm. this year in new infrastructure, new capital. Mm. We'll employ another and with four or five new people. Fantastic customer base to oh, to, to work on we, too. Come on, you can brag a little we, bit. We've for come. Us. We've come. We've we've employed people, <laughs> spent money, yeah. generate export revenue, and I can trace that history all back to 
investing in innovation, which came from a grant to allow us to do it. Mm. I mm. could draw that. I could draw that chain mm. very quickly. And I want you to to brag a little bit and, and and tell us a little bit about your customer base. I have a whole drawer of confidential agreements that I'm not allowed, not allowed to not tell allowed to you, talk but, about. But I can tell you, we have <laughs> an A list of customers. These are people who employ. Thousands of people. I mean, I, I could be sure that you've eaten some food that has my vinegar in it, even though it doesn't have my name on it. Um, we are very much embedded in our supply chain, so we have fabulous relationships with our suppliers. We've gone to a lot of effort to embed ourselves very deeply into our customers' supply chain. Mm. We are certified, qualified. We have great people. We never get it wrong. On time, on spec, on colour, every time. Um and we never let our suppliers, our customers down. And mm. so they they don't let us down. They give us long forecasts. Mm. Mm. Um, it's just really good, nice So business. building that loyalty and consistency in your brand is is, is, is probably ha- is half of it. Mm. And the innovative problem solving, solving, unique problem that helps them is the other half. You could be unique, but if you can't back it up with service, there's no point. Mm. And you could be the best service. As I said, you could be a really great high service company, but we bring new innovation, clever um, allergen-free, varietal, mm. um, particular analysis and spec vinegar, new different packaging, mm. plastic packaging for commercial chefs. You know, we um, we make uh, long-term, barrel-aged, super high-quality, really expensive vinegar for gourmet chefs, but deliver it to them in a plastic bottle that's kitchen-friendly. Yeah. No one else does that. Yeah. It took yeah. us ages to work out how to do it. <laughs> And let's talk about the delicious flavours of your of your vinegars. I mean, you've got some wild and crazy ideas. You know, I love the idea of the pumpkin vinegar. What's the next crazy idea? What would you like to try and convert into into the next, you know, doing, boutique, uh, of, um, you know, vinegar? We're, we're, we're doing rose petal vinegar for Mother's Day. Really? Mm. Do you dab it behind the ears, or do you? No, <laughs> do, no, can you no, actually? No, no, no. This is this is it's, <laughs> it it's smells delicious. Well, we went yeah. Mother's Day means roses. We're going to make a vinegar from rose, rose vinegar. Rose vinegar. Yeah. So it's a Turkish delight sort of rose water kind of thing. But yeah, it's rose vinegar. Wow. And um, yeah. and and you know a dash of it in prosecco for mum for Mother's Day morning is the key. Oh, good work. So look, um, if it's if it's a hydrocarbon, if it's got sugar, sugar. or alcohol or acid, we can process it into a food. Mm. Um, the the biggest challenges around the waste space is. Not all of it's useful, and sometimes the useful component isn't easily accessible. So sometimes, mm. uh, if it's a long way away, it will deteriorate by the time we can get it. Right. Or, and, and one thing we're very conscious of is if we're processing a waste, we don't want to buy a waste stream and process it and make the problem worse. Mm. So we don't want our waste from our process to be worse it's, than the original yeah. problem. Um, but we take waste very seriously here. Like we run a really large factory, lots of people. Um, everything either goes into our own on-site treatment plant um, for mm-hmm. water that ultimately ends up as irrigation water, um, or we run this entire plant on one regular size industrial bin that gets emptied every second week. That's how much we can cut our waste down here. And you grow your own vegetable garden. And we salvage the, the, <laughs> and the heat that comes out of our fermentation. Yeah. We mm. recapture the heat mm. that's produced as biofermentation and pump it into the slab of the building and use it to heat the factory and heat the office space. So we heat it from our own internal processes. So we don't have to use electrical energy to keep our ferments cool. 
I hate waste. It's it's such a waste. The science geek that hates waste. It's such a waste. I'm going to make that my tagline. <laughs> it's a great tagline and it's just been amazing sitting down and talking to you. Congratulations on your success so far. Um, may Australian vinegar be, be tasted and, and celebrated right across the globe. So well done. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Entrepreneur's Program Showcase. You can find out more about the Entrepreneur's Program and what it can offer to grow, innovate and commercialise your business by checking out business.gov.au forward slash EP. Make sure to listen in to our entire podcast series for more great business tips.